0: I'm James Waller.
1: I'm Marissa Hoskins.
0: And this is the Teaching It Real podcast.
1: On today's episode of the Teaching It Real podcast, James and I are going to talk about our experiences as international educators.
0: That's right. I've been uh, teaching internationally in Hong Kong here uh, now in my eighth year. What about you?
1: So I was originally in mainland China for three years and this is my fourth year in Hong Kong.
0: What was your experience in mainland China like?
1: I wasn't a huge fan, to be in all honesty. It just wasn't really um, a culture that really resonated with me personally.
0: Yeah, well, well give me some examples. So we're, we're both from Canada, and uh, living over here in Asia definitely has its, its challenges, especially when you first move over. And mainland China, I find, can be even more challenging when I, when I go visit whether it's um, you know because of the language barrier that exists there more so than Hong Kong, um, but also culturally, the way people interact is a little bit different, right?
1: Yeah. Well, my first year teaching in China, I was actually in northern China in Dalian, and it was even colder than Canada. And one of the one of the things, aside from teaching, the houses were uh, weren't really insulated there, so we had minus. I think almost 20, minus 20 degrees. And so freezing apartments without insulation. So I only last a year in Northern China before moving to Jiangsu province.
0: Did a lot of people speak English in northern China?
1: No, there was very, um, very few people spoke English. And one of the issues that I ran into was because um, with having blonde hair and blue eyes, I was basically being treated like an animal in a zoo. People were taking pictures of me on the MTR um, and you were getting all of these stares. And it was just very uncomfortable as a as a single woman at the time living there.
0: Well, some people would call that being Instagram famous.
1: (laughs) I guess so, but... uh,
0: It's not for everyone.
1: Yeah, definitely not for everyone.
0: Yeah, uh, but I I imagine since moving to Hong Kong, you've enjoyed your international experience uh, significantly more.
1: Yeah, and prior to China, actually, I did my teaching internship in Thailand, which I absolutely loved and made some really great friends there. And uh, Hong Kong, um, my husband and I, who I met in China, uh, he's French, we... um, came to Hong Kong on holiday about six years ago and just fell in love with it because it's such a wonderful place to live.
0: Yeah I mean it's really easy to get around. Pretty much everybody here speaks English or some level of English. Um, I've never had you know trouble getting around in terms of transportation. Our MTR line is amazing here Um, but also uh, teaching especially in the uh, private school sector is uh, sort of a big industry here.
1: Yeah. And don't you find it funny? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Uh, when, when we people from back home hear that you're uh, an international teacher, they automatically think you're an ESL teacher.
0: Yeah, and we do have a number of great ESL Mm -hmm. teachers here at the school, but it's, you know, it's probably about 5% of uh, what is done at our school.
1: Yeah, there's this big misconception that the only way to teach abroad is to teach English as a second language, and that's just not the case. There are so many amazing international schools that offer British, Canadian, or Australian, or other curriculums that um, give teachers a real opportunity for a great career and salary package.
0: Yeah, and and on top of that... Even working in the schools, I find uh, there's great access to all sorts of resources that you probably wouldn't get. Um, if you didn't venture abroad to try to see.
1: Yeah, and that was a big transition for me from living in China. The resources, that was another thing that I, I personally wasn't a huge fan of is that the resources were very limited and then our access to the internet was very limited as well in China. There was no, um, a lot of people used uh, what are called VPNs or virtual private networks to get on the internet. Um, sites that are blocked such as Facebook in China and the schools that were at didn't have these. So I was teaching an IT class and then uh, I wasn't able to get on, get on Google or access any websites. It was a really bit, really challenging as an IT teacher at so the time.
0: what, what do you use um, in, you know, in your daily internet life that was blocked in China? You mentioned Facebook and I know Google is blocked there as well. Is there anything else that, you know, you, you rely on that you couldn't get without a VPN in China?
1: Um, well, the, The biggest one was Google, because as a result of that, all of your Google-related programs were inaccessible, right?
0: G Suite, as they call it.
1: G Suite. Yeah, that's a big one that we use here in Hong Kong. But um, that was, yeah, that was really challenging. And even the browsers that, that you did have access to were quite limited in information. So there is definitely a lot of censorship that goes on there, which makes it really challenging as a teacher.
0: What do they use instead of Google primarily?
1: Oh my gosh, I can't even remember now. It was uh, so long ago since I was there. I think it was called Baidu was the uh, the browser.
0: And, that, and, and the content on there is uh, pretty well edited and managed, right?
1: Yeah, from my experience at least.
0: Yeah, well in Hong Kong um, we don't really have the, the great firewall of China here. Uh, it's pretty open society. Um, it is uh, going back to the Chinese government. It's supposed to be uh, in about, I think about 30 more years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, But it seems to be happening a little more quickly than that. It seems that way.
1: Yeah. um, Well, but overall, I would disagree with that. I'd say I'd say Hong Kong is such an international center and you don't really feel I mean, from having lived in China previously, um, I feel that Hong Kong is a completely different world from mainland China.
0: Yeah, I think that's, yeah. And anybody who lived in the, both places would say the same thing.
1: Uh, totally. But yeah, in terms of our, our resources that we have in Hong Kong, as James started mentioning, I mean, we've got 3D printers here. We've got amazing audio video equipment and multimedia centers. Yeah, it's not
0: uncommon for every teacher to have, uh, you know, their own projector, their own speakers, yeah. uh, their own often smart board for the younger students. i or,
1: or uh, laptop computers, which you would never see in the Canadian public school system, right? Yeah,
0: it's, it's usually one-to-one, whether the device is an iPad for the younger kids or a Chromebook or laptop. Uh, most schools here, especially the private schools, do run one-to-one programs, so everyone has a device.
1: So what made you decide to teach internationally?
0: Um, I I did it on a whim. Uh, I was talking to to friends of mine. I had just graduated teachers college and I was working in a school, uh, but not in the capacity that I had hoped. And um, we heard about our school, Uh, me and two other friends of mine interviewed. Uh, and were hired. And I really kind of made uh, a spontaneous decision because I wanted to travel more. Uh, I was relatively young. I was, I think, 25 years old at the time, which looking back on it seems relatively young when I made the decision. Um, And it just seemed like, you know, a grand adventure that I was hoping to go on for for one or maybe two years. And here I am now. I'm I'm eight years in. I've got a family in Hong Kong. Uh, I still go back home to Canada every summer. um, But you know there, there hasn't really been much looking back for me what about you
1: yeah well i mean when you look at you know the career perspectives in canada and the type of benefits that we get living here it is really hard to let that go Um, But yeah, for myself, I'd traveled, I'd I'd worked as an au pair in Spain, and I worked as a camp counselor in England, so I always had this desire to travel. Uh, And then in university, I had an opportunity to do my teaching internship at a British international school in Phuket, so that really opened my eyes to this world of international education that wasn't ESL-based. And um, then I was really keen to continue to pursue that, and I just happened to get this opportunity to work in China. Um, And yeah, that wasn't somewhere that I had necessarily planned to go. Uh, But yeah, I had a great opportunity. And then from there, as I mentioned, I met my husband there. And then we um, did really have a good experience with the kids in China. And then yeah, came to Hong Kong, fell in love with it, and then ended up here.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, for for a lot of young teachers or teachers that are just starting their careers that are listening to this, uh, or even teachers that feel like their career has kind of hit a roadblock or is stagnated in any way, uh, teaching internationally is uh, a great option for anybody, I think. And there's all sorts of ways you can get involved if you're interested in seeing what's out there, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if anyone's interested in hearing some ways to get involved in international teaching, um, hit us up. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Miss Hoskins Tech.
0: I'm at Mr. Waller one
1: And um, if you're interested in learning more about this, please comment below with any questions you might have, and we'd be happy to answer them.
0: Yeah, that's right. We're trying to kind of bring the teaching community together as, a, as our own global community here. So if you have input, if you have stories of your own, uh, please do let us know uh, on Twitter. You can also check out our blogs. Mine is thegreatwallofeducation.com.
1: And mine is cultivatingcuriousminds.com. And again, we'll link those below. And also, if you like this episode or if you have anything that you'd like to learn about um, or any questions or feedback for us, please leave us a review and subscribe to our channel.
0: That's right. And hopefully we'll see you next time when we're teaching it real.